Welcome to Rom Book Pod, inclusively yours. Today, I am joined by my friend and reviewer, Melanie, who's going to be co-hosting with me for a bit while Mika is out. Hi, Mel. Thanks for staying today. Well, thank you. And I am super excited because we are also joined by an author who I've recommended a ton in like a million different places for different tropes, Katrina Jackson. Welcome, Kat. Thanks for having me. So I am super excited to be talking about friendship and romance today, and I wanted to have you on, Kat, because I think you write beautiful friendship and because I know that I see some of the books that you like and talk about seem to have a lot of friendship in them. So I wanted to ask both of you, what is it that you, both of you like about friendship? What do you think it brings to romance that we read? I think, I think I probably have like two parts of an answer, which is I don't tend to like the romance series that are connected by like siblings. I think that's strange um, (laughs) personally, (laughs) Um, but so I think the like friendship connected series make more sense to me personally and then I think the, if you can hear either of my cats crying in the background, uh, you're welcome. We uh, love animals here at Rombapod. <laughs> so I think the other answer is that I like friendships because friendships are really just important to me. And I have, to a certain extent, struggled with friendships, especially when I was much younger. And I, I think that a really well-crafted, like, either just a friendship between two people or a friendship group, I think it's really hard to make that believable without like stereotyping friends, you know, like the fun one or the like quiet one, like, you know, doing things like that. I think to make a friendship group look and feel like, oh, I want to be friends with them. I mean, I think that's, um, I think that's a beautiful thing um, and it's not easy to do. And so I really like the um, reading a romance and feeling like, not just the main character, but like their world is one that I I would want to experience in some way. And it's usually through their relationships. I totally agree. And I think that friendships are like a key, like super key aspect to um, the world building of a book to me. What about you, Mel? Yeah, that's so true. What uh, Katrina just said that really good world building and having really strong friendships in a book it is hard to do and when it's done really well I always feel like I wish these people weren't fictional I wish they were real (laughs) and I could actually be friends with them and one of the things I really like about books that have like friendships in them is that I don't like romances where the two main characters or three however many there are are in a vacuum where they're the only people in their worlds because I think when you have like a friendship group, it allows you to have like a deeper understanding of who the main characters are, because I always get the sense that if these people have all these other friends who love them, then yes, they are lovable people and, you know, there's something good in them and they should find love with other people. Or that they're not good or that they're not good people. Like you you can see what the person is at least. Right. Like if you get the sense when these people have friends that um, they're somebody that you want to get to know. Whereas if you have a book where somebody is like completely like 
alone and has no one in their life and then you're like well what about them is going to attract somebody else if they are so if they have no one else yeah I 100% get that and um, I think that what both of you said about like the friend groups I want them to be a lot of times realistic and I think that it gives a character nuance my favorite type of friend groups is when the um, it gives that character layers to them and it makes them not one note. And it, when I say nuance, I mean that it gives them, I hate when a character is just, obviously I hate like the evil ex or something. And I right. like when a friend group brings um, more nuance to, to that character. And it means that they are um, maybe not just a horrible person or maybe not just, you know, oh, a goody two shoes. You get to see um, how they are outside of just a romantic relationship. Yeah. yeah. And when I was looking for books to recommend today, I kept thinking it was hard for me to pick books because I realized all the books that I love have friendships in them. <laughs> and then I realized, or they have found family. And I realized that they... It, that's such a strong crossover between the mm -hmm. two. Yeah. And do you think there's really any difference between the two or is that just me? I think it mm -hmm. depends. I think that someone who I, I didn't sort of put on my list, but if, if the theme had been found family, I would have, would have been Kit Rosha. And, but I think mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. of their friendship groups are immediately found family. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So I think, I think there's a strong connection, but I do think that there are some authors who that line for them is, is non-existent. And then there are other authors who I think have a maybe firmer uh, distinction between the two only because like family is present, like in a lot of Kate Rocha books. That's true. Family, there's no biological family around. So I think it's easier for that, that distinction to disappear. Okay. That's a good point. Yeah. Because Kit Rocha, like, I feel like that is their brand is found mm -hmm. family, which yes. is one of the reasons why I gravitate to them. So that's a good point. So you already answered the other question I had was about, um, kind of about, my question was about when there's a lack of friendship in a romance, like if there's a character, if there's a main character and they don't have any friends in their lives, if the author makes that choice, do you make a judgment about that character? Or do you just think that that's just a choice that an author makes? I think I'm trying to think of a book I read where a character had like no friends. I and I can't think of any. Or that's not true. There are a couple. I think I think I'm fine with the character like if it's the first book, if it's a book in a series, I think I'm fine with the character not having any friends because I think there's also the assumption um, or there's a hope for me that they're going to pick up friends along the way. And I love that too. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> so if that's going to happen, then I think I'm I'm perfectly fine with it. But I think I would actually agree with, with Melanie that at the point at which they have no one in their life, then I begin to worry about the dynamics of the romance. Because it can be really hard for someone to be another person's everything. And I tend to yes. think that's unhealthy. So it would be harder for me to invest in that. It would have to be done really well. It also tends to be the male characters oftentimes that are like sort of the lonely, broody, grumpy kind of, you know, alone on the island. And I typically don't gravitate towards books like that because I don't want all of that emotional burden falling on the heroine. 
Okay, right? that's also a really good point. I absolutely agree. Okay, so the reason I wanted you to come on, Katrina, is because I read almost every single book you've written, I think, at this point, and I love them all for many reasons, but Thank one you. of those is definitely the friendships. And okay, so every new year is my all-time favorite so far. <laughs> um one of them, one of the reasons is because it's super slow burn, which I love. And it has this really interesting friend group that I like so much because so we have Ezra and Candace as the the main romance. Yeah. And then there's like multiple sub relationships, like not romantic relationships, but like sub relationships going on, on below the surface that adds so many layers, especially because that book is told in alternating timelines, which I love so much. And so there's Mai and Miles who are their best friends who in the alternating timelines end up getting divorced. So yeah. it's just super interesting to me how that adds so many layers because we have a push and pull of Ezra and Candace asking their best friends for information about their friends and their person that they're crushing on that whole time. But then we also have Maya and Miles who are divorced. I just find that dynamic really lovely. And I read it and I immediately I like had to scream about it everywhere because I just love it so much. So that dynamic, I think, is really well done because of the alternating timelines and how well you kind of like sprinkled it throughout the book. Thank you. I <laughs> I, I kind of want to cry. I love that book. And it it was, I think, the first book I ever cried while, while writing it. <laughs> it was just emotional. Um, but yeah, the, the relationships are all, when I had the idea for it, it was usually it's um, my ideas are just about the central romantic relationship. But for this one, it was literally the friendship group. Um, oh, that's which, really interesting to me. But it really works because of that. I think I think it I think. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I just want to say it's such a point of um, emotional friendship that goes beyond just the romance that. I mean, I cried reading it and I rarely ever cry reading it. Um, same. Like by the end, I was like super emotional reading it. Like it really tugged at me in multiple different areas because of it. Because I was just, ah, I love that book so much. So I love that you came at it from the friend group initially. That makes it even yeah. more interesting to me. I think there I think there are moments when when you meet people and you just kind of imprint on them. You know what I mean? those relationships can go deeper. And if you nourish them, right, those are, those can be some of the strongest relationships you have. And some of the friendship dynamics are friendship dynamics of my, that I have with my best friend. And we met when we were 16. And there is just, I think it's one thing to meet like a romantic partner when you're quite young, you grow up and you grow out of that. But I think what I was trying to explore in that book was, and then actually the second book, which I'm still plugging away at, um, <laughs> is that, you know, when your relationships are, your romantic relationship is also bound up in your friendship group, dissolving those relationships affect everything. And 
And every new year, it stops Candace and Ezra a lot, right? The, what would happen if they mess that up? And in uh, the second book, they're they're divorced, and yet they don't know how to. They're worried that getting back together might affect their friendship, which I think is just um, such a, a strange dynamic that I'm struggling to sort of like pinpoint. But I think it's because none of their relationships are ever just about the person they're romantically involved with, right? It's it's all of their friends. And so even though like, you know, Candace and Miles are, uh, sorry, um, I'm like, who Ezra. are these people? <laughs> so Ezra and Miles are best friend. Like Miles and Candace have a distinct relationship and in every other sort of permutation of that. And and it's not even just that, it's also their families, which comes out in the second book. I mean, they know each other's parents and like all of their little quirks and like they miss all of these things um, or experience all of these things in these these other familial relationships. And I think that's sometimes, at least for me, that was a thing I wanted to write about because it was... I think so often a lot of romances are only focused on the romantic relationship, which is why I love the uh, friendship uh, groups that surround them. But also, I think we also neglect that sometimes your friends and your partner are, have like distinct relationship in a healthy relationship, right? Have distinct right. relationships mm-hmm. as well that also need care and that also need nurturing and that should be and can be independent um, as well. So um I also just think maybe I was too obsessed with the word entanglement when I <laughs> started writing. Because, like, you know, when your lives are fully book. entangled, then yes. all of this sort of stuff comes out. But I don't know if I'm explaining this well, but I think with every new year, because I had the the idea of the four of them meeting um, just before college, n- neither story of the first two books in that trilogy, neither story was really simple or was it about the central couple. No, I think you're explaining it perfectly because I, uh, the idea that they met all four of them so young, it it perfectly encapsulates Mm -hmm. to me that they're all four of their lives would be entangled like that with their families. Like they would know and be involved in each other's lives. And those absolutely would impact their lives and their friendships with each other and their families. So I think that you did a great job of showing that. And that's something that I, I do think that we don't tend to get a lot of how it impacts a, f- a friend, which obviously it's a romance, so we should care about the romance. But right. I like seeing the other side of things like that. And I think that that's one of the reasons why I imprinted on that so much. Thank you. I think also too that not just about every new year, but just thinking about what I like to see in a romance is I do like to see all of these, like Alyssa Cole does this a lot in her her books, but you see these other, and actually Kate Rose should do the same thing. You see these other relationships forming like in the background of the main romance. And I just adore that because sometimes they're teasing, especially with those two authors, they're like teasing relationships or they are like antagonistic relationships, but it just adds so much as you said, Melinda, it's world building, but it just adds so much depth to like my investment in everyone involved. And I just think, you know, that's, I mean, I think if you, 
if you want more people in your life, right, then that's a really lovely way to sort of like imagine that possibility, right? Like you falling in love with someone, you building a life with someone is also bringing these other people into your life. Hopefully that's a positive, right? Like hopefully they, <laughs> yeah. like they, they aren't always, but hopefully like they are like good to you. But in the best case scenario, I think falling in love with someone is also like opening yourself up to these other relationships and these other people. But even if they're like antagonistic relationships sometimes, because sometimes like they're not always friends right off the bat. Sometimes they're just sort of not really fighting, but sort of jokingly angry with each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. That sort of adds to the, like, I think Nalini Singh does this really well in our side tingling where there's characters like Hawk and um, Lucas who just, you can't talk this. to Kat about Nalini because she has not read her. Let's oh. not even okay. let's not we even will, start that. We will bypass that. I was <laughs> I was like, is Belinda gonna out me? Because I still. <laughs> you should have seen my face at a book club when she mentioned that, and I was like, I'm not even gonna say anything right now. But okay, we'll just we'll me. bypass that then. <laughs> it's like I'm not gonna say anything out loud, but I'm also gonna yell at you in the chat. <laughs> I, I will just you know calm down about that but no I think that you know it a lot of care authors do that really well and I think that's a good point that that it builds so much of any world and I think that you know Kat you do that in a lot of your books where you bring in multiple characters you do that really well in office hours like I love the friends mm. that Deja has oh my yes. gosh they're amazing um the spies who love me like oh. The friend Shantae group. and Asif. Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, the first book I read, I like the second those two stepped on the page, I was like, yeah, I want more of that. I want more of that. So you build like characters that we see in the background. And I know that's, you know, always romance catnip, but there's also other characters that were like, oh, what's going on over there? And that's just, those are always really fun for, you know, readers to see. So. Okay, well, I don't take much praise, so I'm sorry to have to cut this interview short. This is, <laughs> this is a bit too okay, <laughs> we'll move on to the book recommendations. What kind of book recs did you bring for us? Um, this was actually really hard because I didn't read much last year. Certainly Relatable. Yeah. <laughs> so I literally, I had to, I was just sort of kind of trolling through my uh, Kindle app, like, what did I read? Um, and instead of finding anything, I, I mean, I had to start with Rebecca Weatherspoon, who I adore. Yes. Um, I just think she's amazing. Um, and I love her Sugar Baby novella series, but in particular, um, I love the first book, So Sweet, because Kayla has, I think I've said this before somewhere, but Kayla has the kind of friend group that I have and have, and the kind of friend groups I've had where they're big and diverse, they're queer, and they're kind of like ad hoc, <laughs> like no one really <laughs> Everyone just sort of comes in, like, when and where they fit in. And then Michael, her love interest, is, like, super open to that as well. So the group feels kind of never-ending in a really great way. I've read a bunch of Rebecca's, but I have not read this one. And now I want to. Oh, I love Yeah, it. I haven't read this series either. I have read a lot of her, but I haven't, I haven't read this one yet. It's a novella, so if you're interested in something short. Like, yes. Uh, yes. Yes, I need most a bunch of last of short. year felt like just novellas, so yes, yes, it would be. 
this would be good. Um, Immediately sure. going to be buying this one. <laughs> yes. Oh, yay. Always happy to sell a few people on more. <laughs> <laughs> it's also really light, too. I love her Beards and Bondage series, which has good friend yes. groups. But this, Oh, I love that series. Oh, It's fantastic. But it's heavy. And yes. this is like yes. the polar opposite. It's just like, it's exactly as the covers look, like light and sweet and just sort of like, like candy. It's great. Excellent. What's your next one? Uh, so the next one is, again, a collection of novellas. I, like, can you tell? This is where I am emotionally. I love Alexandra Warren, and she has a series called uh, Tale of Two C- Cities, and they're holiday stories. They're, it's a fantastic concept. Like, as an author, I'm just in awe of her brain. And then as a reader, I love these stories. But essentially, she takes like friendship groups from some of her other books um, in some of them and they like meet up in a place. I think the first one is like this. They meet up in a place and then she puts two like side characters together. And then in other, uh, there are like four. So then the, or no, there are five. She published a, published one just in the collection. In some of the other ones, it's just people end up in a city for a holiday and like shenanigans ensue and then they (laughs) meet they meet someone and have, they're usually over like the course of a night or a couple of days, which I also really love. So they move really quickly. So I'm literally recommending the whole collection because they're just this sort of like very strange kind of, you know, those movies, um, what were they called? Before Sunset. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of these stories work kind of like that because they sort of take place over a very short period of time and you just sort of follow this kind of developing relationship in really interesting ways. Um, And they're all um, sort of centered around, even if the person isn't with a friend group, they sort of encounter a friend group, which I think is really interesting. Okay, this is Uh, like a genius, like... Oh my gosh, this is such a good concept. I'm looking this up right now and I want to buy all of these right now. (laughs) It's a fantastic concept. And I, when she, when she first started them, I thought that's, interesting before I like knew what it was about and then I read the first one and I thought oh she's a genius and I I would say this to this day I think Alexandra Warren as a indie author as an author period I think she's absolutely fantastic her ideas are amazing I'm actually reading my first Alexandra Warren book this month for a book club but I'm really looking forward to it because I've heard really great things about her Yay. She's like, she, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I know Nicole Falls is her like main fangirl, but I like to just hop in there as well and say, I love <laughs> And I have discovered, I love short story collections because um, Nicole Rice has a holiday romance murder um, yeah. mystery collection. And just that idea of like the short, I, again, because I really need the short stories. Yes. So I love it. I, I'm definitely going to get that one too. <laughs> I also am a fan of Nicole Rise. Like, I just think, again, who in their world, who in their right mind is pairing, like, murder mysteries, like, cozy murder mysteries and, like, romance in such an explicit way? And also their sex. Like, she just, she understands me as a person. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I was super into it. And I, yeah, I like them a lot. So that's why I am definitely going to be buying these Alexandra Warren ones because I need those short stories. And this is genius. I love it. Yay. Um, and then the next one is a novel. Sorry for you. <laughs> the last two are. Um, but then Jack Harbin's Meet Cute Club. I love Jack Harbin, period. I also like the way his brain works. Um, but I included this one because I love the idea of your friendship group being your book club. Um, 
like I, I literally have a book club and I feel like most of them are like friends I have online. Um, so I, it's highly relatable, but I also think it, it reminds me certainly that you have different friends for different things, right? And this is very much um, the world that the characters exist in. This is clearly their like romance friends because they like, and they have other groups of friends that sort of come in and out. It's very clear. So. Oh, that's um, cute. I like, right. And it is very, some of Jack's stuff is um, a little less cute and a little more hardcore. And this is very sweet. <laughs> like, with I've read sweet. some of the little yes. spicier stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So this is, I also like that it sort of like stretches him in different ways as well. Like I remember when he was writing it, I was like, oh, this is like, so like not what I'm used to, but also really cute. Yeah. So I, I love that book. And then I don't think I could be on here and not recommend Beverly Jenkins because <laughs> I love her. Um, oh, as who does I mean, who come on. But I, I happen to, I think my favorite series by her is the Destiny, uh, Destiny series. Is that what it's called? Yes. And it's, they're all set in California, except the last one, which is partially set in the Caribbean. It's a pirate romance. But I love, I'm recommending the whole series because the friendship group there is sisters-in-law. So each of the book has, this is the only time I'll read Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's such a good series. I love that relationship they have, the sisters-in-law. Yeah. And it's like, you watch it. So I'm recommending Destiny's Embrace as well. It's, uh, the first book in the series, it's just my favorite romance. But I love how that book does a really great job of like setting the brothers up in very particular ways. So when their own books come, you see one, the sort of world that their mother is, <laughs> is creating. I mean, she's basically like, when are you going to give me <laughs> like, daughters-in-law <laughs> and grandchildren? Like, let's get this together. <laughs> oh my okay. gosh. I love my mother-in-law so much. I love her. I was just going to say, I love the mother-in-law so much and her relationship with her daughters-in-law when she gets yeah. them. Like, I just love the entire relationship with the in-laws there. Yeah. And it's just such a like lovely, like affirming relationship, especially considering the plots and really all of them, <laughs> yes. the, you know, you know, it's coming. <laughs> You've yeah. read it, but um, all of the, the wives ha- live very kind of sad and lonely lives to a certain extent before. And so it's like the HEA and all of these books, isn't just finding their husbands is also finding the families that they didn't quite get in ways they needed earlier, which I think is also really beautiful. Yes. Times like a million. I 100% <laughs> love this. And I just love, love, love the series. And book two for me is like, Oh, that one's fantastic. Neck and neck with vivid. I mean, vivid wins out for me, but the, the second one is almost my favorite, but yeah. almost. <laughs> so good. I have the second one on tap to read for this month. And I'm very excited because I just read the first one last month and I cannot wait for Billy's story. Because I keep yelling at her I about know, the, I know, I how know. it has I'm like so the excited. best opening scene in the history I, of the I, world. It does. Oh my gosh, it does. Yeah, we showed out. Yeah, I have yelled about it multiple times because <laughs> it makes me so happy. So I can't wait until Melanie reads it. <laughs> okay, so those are great recommendations. What do you have for us, Melanie? So my first rec is Go Deep by Rilzy Adams. It's a novella. And uh, I read it last month, and uh, the heroine is an erotic romance author, Nevea, 
and the hero is Xander, who's um, been her best friend since basically they were babies. And she's getting some um, really bad reviews on her work, and she hasn't. She feels like she needs uh, some inspiration in her personal life. And so she and Xander decide they are going to um, embark on a sex with no strings attached kind of uh, affair. And what could possibly go wrong? (laughs) Who? What could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Um, And one of the things, so one of my favorite tropes is uh, friends to lovers. And I really love that it's like friends to friends with benefits to, Mm. oh no, now I have feelings. What do I do? (laughs) Um, So, and one of the reasons I really love it is because it takes all of the buildup out of it. Like you're not having these two characters meet and then slowly get to know each other. Like the history is just right there. Like they've known each other since birth. Um, They also have separate friends groups. And I really love that these friends that are sort of like, um, the reason you can't have serious relationships with other people is because you already have them with each other. So why don't you just figure it out? Um, (laughs) I really just love that because the um, book sort of opens with Nevea like sort of freaking out and she calls Xander in the middle of the night and he's in bed with his current girlfriend. And he is like, well, I got to go to her. I got to see what she needs. And the current <laughs> girl is like, um, excuse me, like, hello. And basically gives him this ultimatum. Like, if you go see your best friend, like, I won't be here when you get back. And um, I don't think it's a spoiler to, you know, say who or what he picks. <laughs> uh, and so at that moment, I'm like, how do these two fools not know that they're meant to be together? So it's really cute. And it's really funny. And super, super hot um, because she is an erotic romance uh, author and she is, you know, seeking inspiration. Um, And it just really, it worked. It worked on all levels for me. And that book just won um, one of the um, Ribby Bodices. Yeah. Yeah. I came to romance fiction. Yep. 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 Well deserved. Yes. I read that one, that book too. I really liked it. And then my next one is Like Lovers Do by Tracy Livesey. And that has a female doctor, Nicole Allen. She's the heroine. And she is trying for this job opportunity and something happens at work and she thinks she's not going to get this opportunity to advance her career. And she lives, um, her landlord is this guy named Benjamin who's from a very wealthy family. Everybody in his family is a doctor except him. He's kind of like the black sheep. And he says, well, if you come um, on this getaway with me, like to hang out with my friends and pretend that you're my girlfriend because my ex-girlfriend's going to be there, then I will try and save your job. And so they go and he has all these friends. And it's a really interesting book because it sort of shows the toxic side of like long-standing friendships and sometimes how the people that you grew up with may not necessarily be the kind of people that you want to hang out with when you're an adult. These are all very wealthy sort of elitist people and she is an African-American and he is white and there's all sorts of racial tensions with the ex-girlfriend and it's Uh, It's really, 
really well done. But also she has a really great um, group of girlfriends that yes. she's super supportive. Yes. So the whole series is like each heroine is one of the one of the friends, like one of the girlfriends. So mm-hmm. her book is obviously the one that I'm referring to is is Nicole and um so her friends are kind of there but yeah they're kind of in the background but I really like her group of friends they're very supportive and um give her advice and I I love that book too I haven't read this one it's on my I own it but I it's you know all the books you didn't read last year yeah it's really good I like it a lot so my next book is if she says yes by Tasha L Harrison have you read this one Melinda yes I actually I literally just read it like a week ago oh awesome Okay, so I love this book because it has the older heroine and the younger hero. And the heroine is the mom of the hero's best friend. Which I love. And I, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I love that trope so much. And there's there's a wedding, like the best, the son's getting married. And so the best friend's in town to help with the wedding plans. And one of the things I really loved about this book is the endless pining that Tomas had for Darcy like oh my god it was like like he was all in for her there was like (laughs) no mistaking how he felt about her from the get-go I love a good pining book and this one also has a heroine who uh likes to give orders and a hero who likes to take orders and Mm -hmm. it's just really sexy in every way like I would read it. I would read five more books about those two. <laughs> okay. I, really um, I would just like to say that I told Tasha this book should be like twice as long and she told me to shut up, but that's fine uh, I would because I'm going to make her listen Katina, to you. Say that. Thank you. I would co-sign with you. I would read a book twice as long about these two. Right? Oh my God. Yes. There's so much story to be told about these two. Mm-hmm. Just make it, just make it a serial. Just give me like a quick update. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Like once a month. Right. I love that idea. Okay. Yay. I'm going to make sure when this comes out that I just tag her all day. Like I will not be talking about me or anyone else, but I'll just be tagging Tasha. (laughs) Like write more about Darcy and Tomas. (laughs) Okay. And so the last book on my list is actually a series and I, uh, I cannot apparently do a book rec without mentioning Alyssa Cole yeah. or the Reluctant Royals. I mean, because uh, it's Alyssa Cole. I mean, I mean, know. honestly, like that entire series is so brilliant. And the friendships between Naledi and Portia and then Naya, but then also um, Johan and how he sort of infiltrates that group. And, mm-hmm. um, and then in the spinoff, when he tries to bring in, um, oh, what's the hero of the of her latest book? I can't remember. Sanyu. Yes, that's right, Prince Sanyu. It's just, uh, and those messages where he like tries to bring him in, and then the emojis and all of it is just so adorable. It's so I, adorable. I just listened to How to Catch a Queen again, literally yesterday, and the awkwardness she manages to. <laughs> convey in those text mm-hmm. messages mm-hmm. in both Shanti and Sanyu's text messages with the other royals yes. is like <laughs> next level brilliant to me because okay making friends when you're an adult is it's weird. hard so yes. hard and she and that, captures that so well 
And they're supposed to be royals. So, like, I imagine that would probably be even weirder. So I just think that she's, like, a genius, obviously. So, yeah, I just think her friendships are amazing. You're right. (laughs) And she's great at, like, building relationships and communities throughout her series. Like, I can't think of a series that she has where she hasn't done that in some way. Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm literally, I mean, I'm going through a backlist in my head thinking, and I can't think <laughs> of a single one. I mean, the, I mean, it is just great role building, and and she's tra- she stays true to the characters. Like, it's not like everybody's just jovial and happy and friendly. Like, the person that's grumpy, like, like, what was his name? Tavish? Yes, Tavish. I'm sorry, I always just say hashtag Sword Bay, but um. <laughs> He's just, he's grumpy. He's grumpy endlessly. He's grumpy in his book. He's grumpy in the next book. Like, whenever he shows up, like, that's who he is. And I love that. Yeah, her, the people, the characters in her book are very consistent throughout and how they were in their book, even when they get redemption, like Portia, she gets her redemption, which is the best redemption ever. Mm -hmm. But she also, she still is consistent to her character and as a friend later, like, she mm-hmm. redeems herself, but she still is consistent to her character throughout. And it's just, I love it so much. And she shows how that can be done and done well. And it, I love it. It's just brilliant. You know what's so amazing is like when they do the little messages, how each of their voices are so distinctive. And it's like, how do you do that in like just three or four words, like show exactly who these characters are? Yeah. She's fantastic. I adore Alyssa Cole. Yeah, basically, I don't think that there's ever any time I make any reckless, I'm like, okay, I need to try not to include Alyssa Cole this time because every reckless I do has Alyssa Cole on it. So, because there's all there's an Alyssa Cole for every mood. Like, there really is. Yeah, I just, I love her. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so I want to wreck my one big wreck. I read it recently. It's Honey Girl by Morgan Rogers. It's coming out like this episode will, I think, be out like in a month. But so this book is coming out in February. It's more romance. It's more of a fiction book with romantic elements because it follows Grace's journey mainly. But there's definitely a romance with an HEA. And this book is just so good. Um, So Grace wakes up married in Vegas and it kind of throws off her entire life. Um, She's an astronomer. She like was just, I think she's been studying for like 11 years to get her some wildly high level of education I can't imagine getting. And she just is trying, this is like throwing off her entire life and she's trying to figure out what she's going to do next. And there are two incredible groups of friends that I loved in this book. And the way the author describes Grace's friends just like truly made me emotional, like from the jump. And I just have to read this quote because it's just so beautiful. So this is the thing for as lonely and solitary as Grace feels, she is not alone. See, she has Raj and Mira. She has Agnes to the very marrow of her down to the studs. She has Jimena. Raj and Mira are her family, not blood, but flesh and spirit and heart. Agnes is her best friend. Jimena is who she will grab onto when the world ends, and they will watch it burn to ash before they follow. They are two black girls with their backs against the wall, and on the very good days, Grace likes their odds. And I just, 
like it really struck me like how beautiful that was at the very beginning of the book and like through the whole rest of the book like I was just so emotionally invested in this group of friends it just I felt like the whole book was like that that her writing the author's writing is really beautiful and Yuki um, who is Grace's wife has an amazing group of friends too and the author like writes um, mental illness extremely well. I just loved everything about this book and I really want everyone to go read it. <laughs> oh, this makes me excited. I just got the, I just bought it. So this is, yeah. Oh, I, it's seriously, it moved me so much. I loved, I loved everything about it. And also I just, I, I just can't say enough good things about it. I really thought that it was um, beautifully done and I hope that it's wildly successful. It's definitely on my TBR. And then I just have two quick recs. Um, The Love Study by Chris Ripper. Um, I love Z's books. They're really great. This one has the best group of friends called the Marginalized Motherfuckers. That's what they call themselves. (laughs) And I love all of them so much. And uh, Chris Ripper writes really careful depiction of mental health. And it's just a super great book about um, non-binary and queer friends. And um, it's just, I really, it's, I think it's a really sweet examination of those kind of relationships that I really liked. And then Learned Behaviors by Jace Ellis. Um, I really like her writing a lot. And both Jaquan and Matt are single fathers in this one. And um Matt has a great friend that I liked a lot, but Jaquan's friend group was great. And I had my antennae pinging the entire time about who was going to get their HEA next. (laughs) Um, But I really liked the romance in it too. It was really good. I just, you know, the friend group, I was like, I want to know. And I can't wait. I think her next one in the series is coming out shortly. I think actually next month. So I'm definitely going to be picking that up. So those are all of my recommendations. I need to immediately go by So Sweet and that Alexandra Warren um, short story collection that you recommended. For sure, yes. Um, Do you guys have anything else to recommend? I mean, since we were talking about found families, I mean, I feel like if friendship is your bag, like a Kit Rocha recommendation is Oh, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. So Mm -hmm. that's a solid recommendation. Okay, well, thank you so much, Kat, for joining us today. You can find and follow Katrina Jackson at Katrina Jax, K-A-T-R-I-N-A-J-A-X on Twitter and at Kat Jackson Books on Instagram. And thank you, Melanie, for co-hosting Thank you. Thanks for coming, Kat. Happy reading. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Rom Book Pod, inclusively yours. If you like weekly recommendations for inclusive romance, please take a moment to subscribe. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest at Rom Book Pod. That's R-O-M-B-K-P-O-D. Thank you for joining us, and until next time, happy reading.